I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming up on TMS, amputate the grandma. Don't put that in your mouth. A Saturday night at Frogger's house. Lies and the lying liars who lie. Nobody pays me to talk to my wife. Pinball wizard's garage sale. Pants on fire indicator. Keep your leg. Make a lamp out of it. Aggressive microtransactions. The curse of Karen and Brandon. I hate it when songs get stuck in my head. In your head, zombie. Don't finger the vinyl. The centipede that led to my wife. Leave the gun. Take the canoleg. Reading is fundamental with Amy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Who taught you how to handle vinyl? You don't just grab the vinyl. You grab it by the edge. You don't want your fingerprints on the vinyl because it'll ruin the sound of the record. I saw the joke. That's how I say it. The Morning Stream. My philosophy, a $100 shine on a $3 pair of shoes. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, uh, January 19th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. Yeah, That's Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Hi, Scott. How are you doing? Good. Here, here is how you hold vinyl. You have to hold it by the edges. Yeah. You don't put your fingers right on it. You have to hold it by the edges. What is that? Is that Dark Side of the Moon? No, it looks like it because for a while MCA Records was putting that rainbow thing on all of their albums. Oh, um, I do have Dark Side of the Moon right there, but um, no, this is the Sting, the soundtrack to the Sting, which is the um, album that's sitting on top of here. Something else you don't do, which apparently I did when um, the last time I listened to this, yeah. which was quite a while ago, yeah, was I put the sleeve inside the jacket, yeah, uh, with the opening facing out which you're not supposed to do you're oh, supposed to is that a thing i didn't know that was a it's thing it's a thing yeah so like you know people are like oh, i just want that album out quick no 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 you have to put the album you put the sleeve in the jacket this is where i turn into daniel stern from uh, <laughs> uh diner yeah. basically this yeah. is this is exactly where i am yeah. but yeah you put the sleeve with the opening at the top yeah into the jacket preferably with side a facing up but oh uh, okay i didn't realize there was a there was an effort to do that as well. You don't want it upside down. You don't want. You absolutely don't want it upside down. But you okay. want basically, you hold the record with the uh, front facing you and the opening to the right. You pull it open. The last thing you want is the record to fall down. So you have the opening of the sleeve up at the top. Yeah. And uh, preferably, you put the side A facing you. So all right. You can- I hope all you kids are listening. 
All you millennials with your brand new record players you got for Christmas, yeah. your Crosley, your Crosley suitcase record player, and your copy of the Arctic Monkeys. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Look, they got to hear it somewhere. They may as well get the hard truth here on the show. It's exactly, fine. Exactly. Exactly. It's all good with me. Um, all right. Well, you're this guy now. Who taught you how to handle vinyl? <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> fine. fine. You know what's got him fine with that? Uh, fine. He has a really good sound on his complaint, though, I thought. I thought it really that, did. Really clear. But he's yeah. very close to the microphone. Yeah. You can pick up every... Uh, every bit of saliva in yeah. his oh. statements. Ugh. Ah, see that that's where you get me you're always you're you know you don't it's like totally, to it is anything it's it's uh <coughs> just like a, you know i wonder uh, this might be a thing to trace back with wendy were your parents super super um freaked out about you putting anything in your mouth that wasn't food like don't put that penny in your mouth or, oh, or don't yeah, drink right. from the hose or right a lot of parents i think were like that um, yeah but i mean if yours if yours scared you to the point of where the 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 merest thought of a germ or anything in your mouth would kill you yeah <laughs> if they ever put that fear into you that would explain the whole like uh what gross got out the most and and uh you know barf yeah. teeth and stuff like that i don't that. know why it i notice that stuff there. you may be right i'm trying to think back i don't i don't have any specific examples the of them doing and, that like your your parents put some put some mouth food in maybe you. there's some foo yeah, they yeah. said, don't put food in your mouth, put foo in your mouth, they, they said. That's right, exactly. Even licking your fingers like, you know, oh, chicken wings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ugh, hate it. People licking their fingers. Ugh. But how else are you going to get all of that great buffalo wing sauce off of them, Scott? I, I don't know. A napkin and, and a napkin. let it just go to waste? Yes, let it go to the landfill, I say. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Now that you've asked, I kind of want to know. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, get to a show today. It's a, we have a slightly shorter show today. Brian's got a doctor's appointment yeah. that kind of cut into time, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, rip through things and and still have right. most of it. Wendy won't be here this week; she'll be here next week. Uh, like Cool Mo D said, "Go see the doctor." That's right. Cool Mo D was right. It turned out he was right. Yes, he, he said, uh, "Go have that checked out." I had my doubts about the guy, but <laughs> you know, right. now uh-huh. enough time has passed that I feel like we can. We proved him out. He's he was he was on the level the whole time. You know what that yeah. that song uh, in a weird way um, led to me meeting Tina. Now that I think about it, so there Whoa. was this club. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do this really really quick. No, I can't wait to hear this. Right this is a, a wild story. I would have never yeah. guessed. No, all right. So uh, it's this song by Kumo D called "Go See the Doctor," and it's yeah. like like the the core the backing stuff goes skeezer do do. Dude, skeezer, dude, skeezer, dude, and uh, there was this club across the street from my high school. Opened up in a strip mall, but it was a it was an all ages club. Sure. And um, back in high school, that was that was a really cool thing. Went there, and for whatever reason, they started playing. Well, I mean, I guess it was it was what they wanted to play. They played that song, yeah. and I started talking to this girl near me about it, and her name was Beth. And uh, we were kind of laughing about that. And then they started playing a slow song. And so, oh, Beth, do you want to dance? And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. So uh, Beth uh, and I went out on the dance floor and danced to that and decided, hey, let's, you know, uh, I'd like to take you out sometime, as as the kids say these days uh, or those days. And uh, Beth became my girlfriend for a while. She introduced me to Rochelle. And then Rochelle Rochelle introduced me to... Her friend Shannon and Shannon introduced me to Tina. Oh my gosh, look at that! Were like, these all your girlfriends of, in a row? It was row? like a game of Frogger. 
like a bunch of lily pads all in a row that led me to that that uh that one spot at the very end of Frogger that's already got Mrs. Frogger in there that you land on. And, oh, and I always that. forget Mrs. Frogger's even in there. I always forget that. Yeah. She's there, though. Yeah. Teen is Mrs. Frogger in this case. But hold on. Did right. you date all these girls in a row, or was it that they just recommended the, the other few? They, were... uh, I dated uh, Beth. I did not date Rochelle. We, we, <laughs> we gave it a shot. Like, we... He said, you know, we hang out enough. Like, you know, should we should we maybe try going out on a date? And we even kissed and stuff, but it just it just totally didn't work. Yeah. Um and then uh and then I dated Shannon, then Shannon uh introduced me to Tina, and then when I started dating Tina, Shannon got really pissed, even though we had broken up for months. Oh, she was mad? She was mad. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, she tried to slam uh very long story short, she tried to slam my legs in a car door. I was Standing outside or sitting in the car with my legs turned, yeah. facing, facing. Uh, well, actually, I guess I was. My body was turned. My legs were on the street. Yeah. The door was slightly ajar, but I was turned. And I was talking to Tina, and Shannon came and launched herself at the door to try and slam my legs in the door. That's and, uh, freaking terrible. And, and Tina like said, "Oh, Brian," and maybe turned my head. And I saw her just as she was getting to the door at a full run, and like <laughs> pushed back on the door. Dang, from, dude, from that, doing that. Yeah. That's hardcore. Hell, hell hath no fury like a Shannon score. No kidding, that could have really hurt. You know? Yes. yes. Like that could have been real damage. That's that's pretty hardcore, man. Yeah, she was uh, easily the you know on the the scale of. Zero to uh, uh, Crazy Town. She was way up there, she like was up on eight there. or nine. Yeah. yeah, it's like that girl that stabbed the bear and put ketchup on yes, it, like blood. Right, yeah. exactly. Yes. I had my Very, I had one she of could those. Have, they could have been sisters, <laughs> <laughs> long lost sisters. Oh my lord, Shannon and Paula. Don't put those two together. The whole world no, ends. No, anyway. So uh, well, that's awesome. Was not expecting to talk about that, but hey, we we all have our therapy Thursdays. We do it all we can. Yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> And Wendy's not here, so we deal with it how we have to. Hey, we got a text I want to read. This is from a listener who called us in, or texted us in at uh, 801-471-0462. IMAC Head, in particular, is the name. Mm-hmm. says, a funeral home employee here. Related to your discussion of wanting parts back after medical procedures, I always say... It's your body. You should get it. So, yeah, you Brian, should get to keep. You should get to keep the uh, the old chip when they put a new chip in. Right. If they go <laughs> like like let's say worst case this I hope this doesn't happen. But worst case scenario, your doctor sends you to a specialist and he says uh, we got to take your uh, lumbar at one, one of your one of your things. You take one of your uh, your <laughs> your L five or whatever. We got to take Spinal, it out and we got to yeah, replace sure, it okay. with some titanium uh, thing. Ooh, I like that already. You okay, should yeah, keep. Yeah. You should get to keep the old one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, That's my that thing. You do a coaster. Absolutely, it's. The, I feel this way about teeth, about uh, uh, appendicitis. You want to keep that appendix? You should get yeah. to keep your uterus, and that's where this came up. We were talking about it with uh, with oh, Amy. Oh, right, yes, with Amy's uterus. Yes. So he says this. Uh, iMac had says years ago, I blew off a part of his hand nope. with fireworks. Nope. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> oh wait, I years ago a guy blew off. <laughs> there we go. Blew off a guy. Damn it. <laughs> Years ago, a guy blew off part of his hand with fireworks. That is That part's correct. Uh, the yes. hospital ended up releasing the unsalvageable bits of his hand. 
but only to a funeral home. Whatever was left, I couldn't see much, was stored in a small bucket of formaldehyde, I assume. That's what formalin is? Formalin, I think, is a... It might be a brand name of formaldehyde or or, uh, just a... But it's a preservative, right? Like it preserves the flesh. Same, same, right, exactly. Okay, so that's weird. Why Why would a hospital send the remains... Of an undead person. Yeah, I would think that that's like considered uh, medical waste. You know, yeah. waste. You know, like what do you do with that? You burn ended it. Ended up releasing the unsalvageable bits. He could follow up and tell us, but maybe they have a deal uh, with this the city where they burn. <laughs> they're they're the ones that dispose of it through the crematorium stuff or something. I, I yeah. don't know. That's really I weird. Know. That's really weird. That's really so weird. I wonder, so, so you know, his fingers, right? Oh, yeah. we can't sew this part back onto his hand. What else? What else would a hospital send to a funeral home instead of just destroying there at the hospital? As, as like I said, medical waste. No kidding. Like, let's say it's half your hand and you're missing a big chunk of the meat here, and that meat is right. no longer usable. What do you do with that meat? Why would you? Or send if that they to amputate that thing? somebody's leg. Oh, right. Good. Right? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? All right. There's a question. There's a follow-up question then. But let's finish this thought. They amputate a leg. Do they? Do they burn the leg in their own furnace or whatever they have, a medical waste thing? Or do they have to send that to a funeral home? And follow-up question, if you had your leg amputated, would you want to keep your leg? Oh, my gosh, dude. Yes, but I'd want to put it in, like, Lucite, like a – you know what I mean? Like some mylar, kind of – acid-free mylar. Uh... Yeah, so it would be see-through. Like when they put bugs and stuff or, you know, other animals in there. Yeah. I want, like, that. Yeah. So it's a big old triangular or a rectangular block that's see-through and transparent of my leg. I would do that. Yeah. Would hell, you really? Okay. Hell yeah, yeah, I would do that. I mean, I don't want I don't to freak people out. I have the room out, here but... for a leg. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to get rid of something. We were talking about this new uh, mini pinball machine that looks really, really cool. It's the oh, Legends what is it? Pinball Micro. Legends Pinball Micro. I want to so see So you know it. my video pinball here, this Marvel, the one from uh, Arcade 1-Up. Right, right, right. That's like half or, or three-quarter size of a regular pinball machine. This one is like tabletop size but kind of just the right size. Oh, look at this. This looks great. Yeah, and it's 500 <gasps> bucks. 500 bucks. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a pretty that's that's I mean it's that tells me it's made well, so that's good, but um Yeah. Okay, let's see. Now I can see the size of it. Oh yeah, this and looks this like This is where you play your retro, right? Like 50 built-in games, uh, oh, yeah, all the dude. Taito stuff. Yeah. Do you play the anyway. um probably uh what's that new <sighs> Who makes those new pinball digital games? Uh, Zen, Zen oh, pinball stuff. Yeah, Maybe Zen they'd... pinball. You might be able to load the Zen ones on there. Yeah, I can load the Zen ones on here. Can I load Pokemon uh, pinball though? That's my favorite pinball machine. Oh gosh, game. I love Pokemon pinball. Pokemon pinball is amazing. It been, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Like turn that Game Boy DS or or Game Boy Color game into a pinball like a realistic looking pinball game mm-hmm. and yeah. but keep all of the the exact layout of the table the bumpers all that stuff because that was i would love it was really cool. yeah the gba yeah. game in particular is my favorite i love that one i could yeah. play that right now and have a good time and i'm not really a, a pokemon person as you know and for, for right. whatever reason pokemon pinball scratches that itch yeah for me yeah. not sure why anyway uh if you get that i'll be jealous if <laughs> I won't, because somebody in the Nomic, I think it was in the chat room, said, uh, "That's cool, Brian. Where would you put it?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, I don't ever, I don't ever think about that question." I uh, we talked about this a little off air, I think, but I have yeah. got to de junk yeah. some. I just have yeah, to pare down. Yeah, I think we talked about after film sack, and that's uh, 
I have so much stuff you, I don't need. If you follow me on eBay, you're going to see a lot of stuff, a lot of collectibles and garbage and stuff. Yeah. Well, no garbage. I'm going to give away what I can. eBay, what makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Garage sale, some of it this summer. I just Facebook I got to simplify the stuff that I don't. That's too. I'm too lazy to put in a box and ship to someone. Yeah, I just want to simplify. Just too much yeah. shit, you know. And then I'll I compile more, and then I'll get rid of that. That's just the pattern. But right now, it feels like we're at a crescendo. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or something. I just pack right it or something. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff I don't need. But I'm not getting rid of these Golden Girl figurines, Nicole. These well, are great. No. These are staying forever. Wee. <laughs> I should just keep her there. Keep her there the whole show. Which one is it? Oh, it's even um, Betty White. Betty I should White. just keep Betty Aww. White in front of me. Isn't that cute? Actually, it changes the way the mic sounds. All right, put that over there. Uh, all right, we also got one more text from a listener who did not leave their name. Uh, says this, my 10-year-old asked me a fun question that I thought might be fun content for TMS. Would you rather get $200 every time someone lies to you or $200 every time somebody tells you the truth? (laughs) 100,000% I'm going with the every time somebody lies to me. Really? Yeah. People lie way way. more than they tell the truth. Way more. I mean, we're talking, and we're talking like little white, like every kind of lie from from the big whoppers to the little white, like, oh, yeah, no, those those pants don't make you look fat at all. Yeah, exactly. All of it. I think you have to, if you count it that way, we are rich men with lies rich for sure i think so too yeah but if you do it with the truth thing you're gonna make a little money you'll make a little money you know like you'll make money every time you talk to your wife but Mm -hmm. anytime outside of that (laughs) maybe you'll make a little money on the lies thing when you talk to your wife too i had a uh uh this is forever ago but a long time ago had a dream that it that if uh every the, the way to disrupt the world entirely and have it reset would be for a technology to come along that suddenly in a blanketed way across the entire planet, all eight, nine billion of us, whatever we are now, mm-hmm. would immediately uh, be able to read everybody's thoughts all at the same time. Sure. Oh, it would God, destroy yeah. everything. Everybody gets tele- or tele- uh, telepathy. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. Telepathy. It's yeah. a bit like that that Ricky Gervais movie where he... Yeah, uh, the, there was some movie about where they invented lying. I can't remember the name of it. But, I can never uh, remember the yes. name of the damn thing. It's that though, right? The invention Wasn't of lying. There, is that it? A movie about the invention of lying. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> but like, like if you did that suddenly, like right now, out of the blue, yeah, man, it would f things up. Just f yeah. things up because nobody. Think, you would find out how many people are just like lying to you all the time, and it would be a lot. And I don't mean just people you know personally. Yes. It would be. The mechanic up the street, the guy who sold you those pants, the uh, you know, the heads of of massive corporations, uh, everybody from top I'm down gonna, in the middle. It'd be bad. I'm going to say this right. I'm going to proclaim this right now, Scott. January nineteenth, go nine twenty six a.m. Mountain Time. Yeah, that uh, once we get our Google Glass uh, or whatever Apple's working on, whatever any you know, whatever AR system ends up being the dominant the dominant AR glasses yeah that someone is going to develop an app that uses um, facial recognition uh, uh, typical nervous tics uh, sound you know wavering voice and sound that's going to give you is going to be an app that is going to sit in the bottom right corner of your Google glass screen your your HUD and it's going to say 
75% probability that what they just said is a lie. Like I, a little, a I little think you're right. Circle. Yeah. I not only think you're right, I think that tech already exists in other use cases. It's just a matter now of making it to the consumer grade stuff because, you know, yeah. people use it all the time for like surveillance camera and facial recognition. Exactly. And yes. Micro expressions. Learning. That's the word I was looking for. So little micro expressions that it uses people looking up to the right as they're saying something or, yeah. um, you know, a, waver, a little wavering in their voice that might be normally undetectable or on its own detectable but not compared with everything but else. can you imagine the future of karen technology she walks into a store <laughs> she doesn't even like say anything she walks into the store and she sees a clerk and he walks up and goes can i help you and she goes just a moment and she pulls out her things puts them on her face and then uh, looks at him and goes okay is there a better deal on this blanket than you gave me and then, <laughs> you think, oh, I was thinking it was going to be a lot, a lot more than haggling that she would use it for like, uh, <laughs> let me talk to your manager. Well, I'm the manager. Oh, no, you're not. But I'm thinking that the, uh, that, that technology will also be in the front of retail establishments and will automatically lock the door. If they sense a Karen coming. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see, that would also have a way of seeing her microtransactions, which are aggressive and horrible. <laughs> exactly, yes. Oh, I love this. This is good. You know, can I tell you the two people uh, in my life that I love but I feel so sorry for, uh, sorry for right now? Yeah. And that's Old Man Franks and Old Lady Franks because the names Brandon and Karen have been <laughs> so besmirched. In the last couple of years. I hadn't I've, even thought about this because I just think of yeah. him as Old Man Franks and Mrs. Old Man Franks. I never yes. think about it. But you know what? You're absolutely right. In their yeah. regular workaday life, they have to be Brandon and Karen, Karen. Yeah. since yeah. since 2000. And now that's, I mean, hats, hats off. We owe them something. Yeah. A yeah. debt of gratitude or something. I don't know what we owe them because they're nice people. Yeah. Anyway. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a take a bit of a curve now and talk to Andy. Yeah, well, this this we normally do here, but then the curve, then the curve stops. Yeah, then we then we have a different yeah. curve, and when that curve comes, you'll know it because <clears throat> you won't be ready for it, and it'll it'll jerk your neck like you got the rubber neck. I don't know what that means. Here's this. Uh, that jaunty music means that uh, Amy's back with us to talk about books and what we should be reading. Amy, welcome back to the show. And we don't hear her. Oh, well. All right. Thanks, well, Amy. Well, thanks, uh, Amy. We'll, we'll see you next week. Uh, just kidding. She probably just needs <laughs> to unmute or... Uh, yeah, just, just turning a, the microphone off. I, I want to hear her do the chuck. <laughs> yeah, know, right. Every, like, uh, like Nicole used to do the mark. Yeah. You can tell she's probably scrambling. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Nope. Still nothing. Nope. Still nothing. Yeah. Uh, check your sources. Check your, uh, check your, check your baggage. Uh, two weeks. Two so weeks. Answer, tell you a story. Amy was the first person to order uh, a TMS Steam Deck, yeah. which are now back back in full production. And uh, uh, oh yeah, you can mention on Core tonight. Um, oh, but, I was going to ask. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, I will do that. Um, but uh, and and the the code I gave you is only for patrons for TMS patrons. So okay, yeah, um, I'll just do it anyway. Those, those those scrubs will have to pay full price. That's how I'll handle it. Those, those scrubs. But here's the here's the thing. Um, the the uh, mail system, United States Postal Service, seems to have lost her order, her lost her package. Oh no! Yes. What? Exactly. So it's like I'm I like, don't. I, God, you're, that's annoying. That's annoying. I know. Like I, I shipped yours like over a week ago. Have you not received it yet? She's like, no, it hasn't come in yet. I'm like, great. I went and looked at uh, 
uh, looked at USPS tracking. It's like received package from uh, from customer, and yeah. that's where it stops. Weird. Yeah, yeah, that sucks because when you're the first one, like literally, yeah. like someone on a forum going first. I hate that, but she's literally yes. the first. And now, she's when now it's late, yes, lame. Exactly. Amy, you there? Can we hear you? Nope, still don't hear Amy. It keeps saying RTC connecting. Oh. What if you that? can hear us, maybe quit. Um, quit uh, <laughs> says, uh, Discord. Oh, there we go. She is, maybe. Yeah. Discord is effing me, she says. It keeps saying RTC connecting. BRB. So sorry. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, you're We're easy, about. man. This show, you know, look, if TMS is anything, it's fluid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah. simple. Oh, now she's uh, she's chatting directly to us. She's going to try okay, the she's phone. She's going to try on the phone. All right, cool. Yeah, we can make that work. No problem. In fact, I can even ring her from here. Let's see if it'll ring her phone. Okay, we got the rings of ringage. I'll bet this works just fine. That's how the how this stuff pans out. All right, I see her fraggle photo blinking. <laughs> yeah, that seems like uh-huh, a sign yeah, of yeah, yeah. Something, something's coming. I can feel it. Oh, man, it's like a heartbeat. That's oh, a slow heartbeat, though. We want to look at that. Looked at. Need a little faster heartbeat. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Nothing. Maybe it's her eyes. Maybe she's got a local outage or something. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, and technically, we are reading her replies. So if if this is all read, this ends up being this week. It's we're reading. Look, here's the re- yeah. we're reading. Discord is effing me. It keeps saying RTSC connected. BRB. So sorry. That's the end of the book, everybody. <laughs> Go get it on Amazon. Uh, Icor, you did receive yours because you ordered yours back in December, right? Like you, you, then you ordered a Yeti. Icor is like, is that the same service used for me? Please tell me you've received. Oh, who, uh, I don't know. He didn't get. It. Oh, Claire didn't get. It. Well, Claire, Claire, you're in a weird well, place. Didn't, she didn't order anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the free thing. You think you're owed? Oh, I see her back. Hi, are you there, Amy? Can you guys hear me now? We can hear, yeah, you, we can now. hear you now. Yeah. Yep. You sound like you're on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a phone because I have expletives for Discord. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, look, they don't call it Discord for nothing. You know, it's uh, sometimes there's Discord. Uh, uh, you're fine. This sounds good. We could totally do this. Yeah. This works. Totally, totally works. Yeah. yeah. Pinch? Totally works. Yeah. To- Mic and everything. Well, it's one of those things. We'll make it work. Uh, I don't know. You you had said to me earlier there was no clip for this one from an audiobook, so you said you might be reading it. Um, that'll be fun on a phone for you, but I I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Yeah, no, I'm either. It's it's fine. I'll, I'll make it work. It's a, um, it's a little choppy. Are you on speaker? I am. I don't. I don't know why I'm today. <laughs> See if it'll let you do like non-speaker. It might sound better. Yeah. No, that's what I'm trying to do, but now I can't. It's like not. But yeah, there we go. Okay. Ha ha ha! Oh, it? there it is. Heaps Much better. better. Yeah, lots better. Yes. Lots better. You were in a can there before. Uh, we'll take this. Hey, uh, yes. look, look, everybody. It's Amy. We're going to talk about books. And uh, yeah, hey, reading's <laughs> reading's important. Everybody should read. So it's fundamental, I hear. Yeah, yeah. Reading is fundamental. It is. It, I say that all the time, actually. Do you <laughs> when, really? somebody, when somebody screws something up or they ask me a dumb question, it's like <laughs> it's like I read on airlight for yeah. reading. Like if there's a sign, you know, I used to work at a Longhorn and there was a 
big, bright neon sign that said where the restrooms were. And invariably, people would come up to me and ask me where it was. Well, on Longhorn, <laughs> and I would, of course, politely direct them to the restroom. Oh, and then under my breath, I'd be like, reading is fundamental. It oh, is fundamental. <laughs> so hold on a second. Is it Longhorn? Yeah, you're uh, really hungry for steak. Is that what that is? I don't think we have yeah. Longhorn here. I don't think. Hold on. Longhorn. Is it, oh. It's part of the Landry's group, isn't it? Longhorn? Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, Longhorn it's like one of those. Landry's? So that's like it's I think it's part of like this uh Darden restaurant group. So it's Darden, like okay. yeah. um Red Lobster and Longhorn Steakhouse and all those places. That's yeah. right. What okay. am I thinking of? There's something here that we we have Texas and we Texas Roadhouse. Outback, you have saltgrass? No. Maybe? Don't have saltgrass. Why is why is Longhorn? Oh you my god. You have like Ted's Montana Grill? No, that sounds good though. Oh it's yeah, great. that's it's, uh, yeah. Jane Fonda's uh, ex-husband. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a Ted, Ted Turner deal? Uh, yeah. Is it all in black and white or color when you go in there? Uh, part of the restaurant is you walk in, it's black and white, and then it turns into color as you go further yeah. back in the restaurant. Ask your great uncles, folks, what Brian and I were talking about. <laughs> Ask that weird old guy who lives up the street. Yeah, it's a, that's an old reference. Anyway, Amy, tell us what we're reading this week. Yes. What what yes. What should we fill our heads with? Because, man, I need to right now. What do you got? All right. So a little bit of setup for what I'm about to read you is um, there is an American man who is teaching English in China and he is in his classroom speaking to his students. So that is the that is the setup to try and make the the actual. And I don't need to I don't need to brace myself for a crazy accent or anything. Right. You're not going to you're not going to do that. No. No. (laughs) No. Okay, Just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Let's see. Teacher Mark, how do you feel knowing your country dropped an atom bomb on innocent people? My face turned red with embarrassment at having the question put so personally, but I tried to remain detached. That is a good question, Teacher Zhu. I can tell you that in America, many people disagree about this. Not everyone thinks it was the right thing to do, although most people think that it saved lives. How did it save lives? Well, by ending the war quickly. Here, Teacher Zhu looked around the room at his classmates. But, Teacher Mark, it is a fact that the Japanese had already surrendered to the Communist Eighth Root Army of China. America put the bomb on Japan just to make the world think America was the... Uh, the... The victor! shouted Fatty Dew. Yes, yes, the victor, shouted teacher, uh, said teacher Zhu. I must have stood gaping for a long time, for the other students began to laugh nervously. Teacher Zhu, how do you know this is a fact? Because that is what our newspapers say. I see, but our newspapers tell a different story. How can we know which newspaper has told the truth? Here, he seemed relieved. Huh? That is easy. Our newspapers are controlled by the people, but your newspapers are owned by capitalist organizations, so of course they make things up to support themselves. Don't you think so? My mouth opened and closed a few times, but no sound came out. Fatty Dew, apparently believing that the truth had been too much for me, came to my aid. It doesn't matter. Any capitalist country would do that. It is not just your country. My head swimming, I asked her if she thought only capitalist countries lied in the papers. 
course not. The Russians do it too. But here in China, we have no reason to lie in the papers. When we make a mistake, we admit it. As for war, there is nothing to lie about. If you look at history, you can see that China has never attacked a nation. It has only defended its borders. We love peace. If we were the most powerful country in the world, think how peaceful the world would be. And scene. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, so, uh, yeah. boy, uh, <laughs> you see why you didn't do voices in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> this up. Oh yeah. <laughs> With, like the, the voice version of yellow face. Absolutely right. not. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, um, I respect that. Uh, so what, so, so, um, this feels timely for some reason. I don't know why it just feels like this. Yeah, people are oh, having weird well, arguments like this right now, you know? Interesting. You should say that I picked this book and I specifically put it on my calendar for today to do this book today because this Sunday is Chinese New Year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was why I had picked this book for for this uh, time period. But yeah, and and I thought it was really cool that you brought up on the show the other day you were talking about, uh, you know, China and and things like things of, of this nature. So I don't know. It was, it's a really cool book. The name of the book uh, is not shit out of luck. com. It is uh, iron and silk by Mark Salzman. Mm. Uh, and be careful. Look for the one by Mark Salzman, because there is another book called iron and silk by someone else. And I haven't read that one. So this recommendation is the one by Mark Salzman. It is a true account of his time living in China as a, a, a teacher and you know like i said he's there teaching english to chinese people but he's also he's one of these like renaissance people that's just kind of want to just smack him although you wouldn't be able to because he's also a martial arts expert mm-hmm. and he plays the cello and like he's one of those people who's just freaking good at everything he touches um but and he you know he learned to do chinese calligraphy while he was there he he literally just went to china i think to absorb as much of their culture as possible and and really learn where his viewpoints were you know very western and that there is a another way to look at things mm. and that scene i read this book about 10 years ago it's actually it's a little bit old um so it was written in let's see 1986 and uh so you know there's some there's some stuff that's dated in here there's not you know you're not going to find people walking around with cell phones things like that but um yeah i mean it's a it's a completely true story and it just kind of reads like somebody telling you anecdotes about their time spent living in china and it's fascinating and it just gives you a a really cool look at at sort of a the chinese culture in a way that makes it relatable um in in a way that we don't really get unless you actually know a chinese person Mm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um so it's and it's really fascinating i always thought i love that scene in the classroom where they're talking about the newspapers Mm -hmm. because you know my thought was always like well you know china doesn't have a free press right so Mm -hmm. we don't we don't really know. Like, especially I thought that during COVID, I was like, ah, we have no idea what their COVID numbers are because their government controls all their press. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But then that all, that always stuck with me. It's like, yeah, but corporations own all our newspapers. So yeah, yeah it's easy you know, to, it's, I mean, people, people get, 
xenophobic for a whole lot of reasons, but um, mm-hmm. right now it's easy just to go anti-China because China, and, and don't get me wrong, the government's up to all kinds of weird shenanigans, but I just think it's so crucial to remember that on the ground, it's just not what you think it is. It's just people, maybe different cultures, but it's just people, right? They're people like right. me and you just trying to get their stuff done and take care of their families and do their thing. And everybody's got their systematic issues from the from the ground floor all the way up. But at the end of the day, it gets so easy for us to just package it all up and go, China bad, you know, and we don't and we don't have the nuance to to break those apart and like look at it separately. And we've done this forever. You know, my grandpa couldn't even mm-hmm. say the word uh, Japanese without shortening to, to the the old J.A.P. They were so fond yeah. of in the 40s. And he could mm-hmm. he never trusted an Asian person his entire life. He just didn't do oh, it yeah. because he was he came up at a time where they attacked us and we fought back and there was a huge war about it. And, you know, all the all the baggage that comes with that. And so it's really hard for people to separate just people from whatever monolithic government or corporation or whatever it is that is actually doing the things you disagree with. And I don't know. I always I always like being shocked out of that. I like being reminded that it's not that simple, yeah. you know. Well, and the fascinating thing to me, too, is, uh, you know, the things that are just cultural norms that feel rude, you know, like things that would feel rude to us are not necessarily things that are rude to people in Asian cultures. Right. Like uh, there and there's a lot of that in this book. There's there's one scene where uh, a, a master of some kind of art that he's trying to learn, you know, like I say, he try he learns everything and it's amazing, but, uh, offers him offers to teach him basically for free at any time he wants. And he tries to be innocently. He's being magnanimous about it. And he, he says, Oh no, no, that would be, that would be too much. I can't, I can't accept. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course to us as Americans, we think, Oh, he's just trying to be, polite you know he's he's trying to not impose mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. well to this this master and this chinese master that was a huge insult it was a giant insult that he turned him down mm-hmm. and so it was extremely rude that he didn't accept his offer and you know and then he tried to after he kind of figured that out he tried to go back to him and apologize but it was kind of like well it's kind of too late now you know like mm-hmm the the damage is done sort of thing um and you know it's that's it's fascinating to me like we have a we have a pretty big uh korean community in our neck of the woods and the the community art center that i go to to do pottery there's off there there are entire you know korean speaking classes there so often if you go in for open studio time there'll be like you know half the half the studio is taken up with you know these little Korean ladies and they and they're of course making just like the most gorgeous amazing looking things and here I am just like fumbling around with this clay looking you know just making a mess and looking like a dork um but you know I'm like and I feel I I often am just like wow I wish I I wish I understood what they were saying because I bet there's some like really good you know nuggets of wisdom or something they're probably just sitting there gossiping and half the time i'm probably i'm sure they're like laughing at me but you know like um 
but you know, it's just interesting. Like they, uh, there's a, there's a drying slab at the front of the art studio and they will spread their stuff out and use the whole space because culturally it's like, Oh, well, this is here. This is a community thing. If I don't use it, that would be rude. Mm, Yeah. Whereas we would think, Oh, I only want to take up as much space as I absolutely need to leave it for other people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, and, they to them they're not they're not being rude that's just what they're doing it's not a it's a, just a cultural thing so i find that stuff eminently fascinating mm. you know i i just i really do it's like wow and i also i think about cuz i don't speak a word of any kind of asian language like i can count to you know i can count in japanese because i used to take uh, martial arts a while back ago and I used to be able to count in Chinese as well or rather in Mandarin uh, but uh, yeah like that's it like I can't I can't speak a <laughs> word of anything in it and so I'm I would be horribly intimidated to to travel uh, to that side of the world but but also I would find it really fascinating mm. I, I I think I like watching things and reading things about their culture because I'm too chicken to go visit them. Yeah. So. I, having spent some time in Southern China, Hong Kong was unique in its own weird way. But having spent some time in Southern China and a, a full day in Tokyo is all I ever got, which bummed me out. I wanted to be there longer. Um, being faced with all that cultural difference and also being faced with the fact that there's also a lot of similarities. Um, was made even weirder by being six foot three and no one else is that tall. <gasps> oh oh sure. my gosh. Wow. I bet. I yeah. felt, I've never felt more like a fish out of water. It was a real, it's actually a real lesson for me. Cause I, I don't think of myself as that tall because on the average, I'm not that well, I am taller than average, but I'm not that tall. I see Brian, we're roughly the same, mm-hmm. you know, Fletcher's yeah. like a quarter inch taller than me. So I have friends that are taller and we're all kind of in that zone. I went over there and there was, half a body's worth of me sticking out of every crowd. And and I remember thinking, is this what it feels like to have everybody's eyes on you because you're the, you're the minority in the room. Yeah. You are the Mm -hmm. one that looks different than everybody else. And that I've never quite gotten over that feeling. Um, yeah, I, 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 I actually I, have I a funny it. story about about that. Not because I'm certainly I'm not tall anywhere I go. You know, I'm like five, three, five, four. So I, you know, I'm I'm we. But uh, I went I spent a summer in France between my freshman and sophomore year in college. And uh, it was like a little study abroad program. And uh, we had this guy who was also on our our tour, our uh, our program. He was from like south georgia it was this big huge guy who was like six foot five um his name was jeremy i'll never forget and he this was the guy we took with us when we wanted to go out yeah right because we would not get accosted or whatever if we had this guy with us and we went to like one of the wine tasting caves there um because we're like <laughs> we're 18 but it's legal for us to drink here <laughs> uh and so you know we went to the wine tasting caves and Jeremy's standing there and my friend Heather was up there and they're getting, you know, their tastes of wine or whatever. And this little old man comes up to Heather and like taps her on the shoulder and says, excuse me. And, you know, says all this in French. He says, excuse me, would you mind asking your boyfriend to sit down? He's frightening my wife. <laughs> like just wow. his just his presence wow. by being this huge hulking. Just being tall. <laughs> 
person was like frightening this old lady. Well, the, and we all wow. just thought that was hilarious. Height is weird, man. I was I was at a Chinese factory in southern China in Shenzhen, the home of SARS. That's where SARS came from. Um, it was before me. But anyway, uh, while I was there, this lady who was doing the tour of the factory we were touring, uh, she kept holding my arm, like kind of holding my, my forearm with her two little hands and going, be careful, watch your head, watch your head, watch your head. And she said that the whole thing, it doesn't matter where we were walking. She goes, oh, you're very tall, very tall American. Watch your head, watch your head. And I was like, I'm, I'm watching my freaking head, my gosh. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good uh, perspective shake up you know to have that kind of thing literally a new perspective so anyway well this is fantastic i I know we gotta i know we gotta go because we're doing a short short show of the day but you guys were talking about amputating things so i have to tell you this story um it is it is really funny so chuck when he was growing up he had a very mean grandmother you know some people like their grandmas are the best and you know like Mm -hmm. Like some people are lucky enough to be like Van and have like the most awesome grandma in the world. <laughs> um, but then like some people really don't like their grandmas. And yeah. that was Chuck's grandma. Yeah. And she had, among other things, she had diabetes. And so at one point, like they had to amputate her leg. And Chuck was actually not, he was living out of state or whatever. You know, he was well into his adulthood by, by then. And uh, so his stepmom called him just to kind of update him, be like, oh, hey, you know, just wanted to let you know, like, your grandma's in the hospital and they had to amputate her leg. And he says, oh, which part did they keep? And, and she goes, <laughs> and his stepmom goes, oh, wow, that's really funny. Your dad said you would say that. <laughs> you want to keep it. I, I'm with them. <laughs> I just I say it unironically when people have stuff removed. It's like, can we hang really? on to that? Keep the leg, amputate the grandma. Yeah, amputate, amputate grandma. the grandma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Uh, to remind people of the book one more time so they know the name and yes, all that. the name of the book is Iron and Silk by Mark Salzman. Nice. Cool. Uh, go check got it out. It up on QuickTMS.li for your clicky clicky needs. Ah, there you go. Everybody live. Everybody right at on. home. You have no excuse. You can go check it out. Amy, we'll do this again one Earth week from now. All right. Maybe my stuff will actually be working. Then. Maybe it will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but have a Just fantastic yell, week. Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Yeah, yell Chuck. Everything will work out. All right. We've done it. And we're going to take a break. Yes, that's right. Yes. We're going to take a break and do a little bit of news after the break because we're breaking yeah. this up today a little bit. Uh, so, Brian, tell me about the middle song and uh, who it is and what we're doing. Absolutely. So coming from uh, PIAS Marketing, this one is a brand new album from the band Circle Waves. Um, the, the album is called Never Going Under. Very, very cool. Look, if you're a fan of Phoenix, the band Phoenix from France, mm. uh, I am. Uh, they, they, you know, when I do a, uh, a playlist that has uh, uh, Vampire Weekend on it, they almost always recommend a Phoenix song. And now it may be able to start recommending songs by Circle Waves. Here is the first single from the new album, Never Going Under. It's called Do You Want to Talk? Do you 
And we've returned. Remind me who that was. Sure. From the brand new album, Never Going Under, that was Circle Waves and the song, Do You Want to Talk? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? But you just have to, just it's just once. Just oh. one, do you want to oh, talk? Just, just one. All right. I was just singing along to it because we just heard it and it's still stuck in my head. It'll be stuck in my head forever. Yeah, that's the goal. All right, well done. Uh, Now, this. It's the news and it's brought to you by. How about a bunch more songs stuck in your head? That's right. Come to Coverville today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash Coverville for an episode celebrating Donald Fagan's 75th birthday. Donald Fagan, half of the team, well, they had a band behind them, but... He and Walter Becker formed the band Steely Dan, which at one time had Chevy Chase as a member. Whoa, uh, hold on, no, don't favorite. bury that yep. lead. Is that true? <laughs> That's 100% true. When they were that. in uh, Annandale, uh, the college in Annandale, they were performing as uh, uh, with, with Chevy, Tra- uh, Chevy Chase playing drums. I had no idea. That is yep. seriously feels like something I should have known, and I didn't. That's crazy. Yeah, and All right. probably was just as likable then as he seems to be now. Mm. Uh, the stories here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, covers of all of your favorites. Hey, 19, uh, My Old School, Do It Again, Peg, Josie, those two wonderful ladies. All that and much, much more coming up today. Twitch.tv slash Coverville, an episode that Tina will not listen to. Oh, <laughs> not a Steely Dan fan? Not a Like she is. There's I've, I've run into a lot of people in life that really don't like Steely Dan. And, oh. uh, I mean, I can I, do it. I only want it in chunks, but I, I, I like an occasional dip. Yeah, I'm, I found an album. Uh, first off, I found a cover of, uh, um, oh, Babylon Sisters. By was it Babylon Sisters? Hold on, I gotta look this up because this. Speaking of mind blowing, 
Oh my gosh. Uh, a, a cover of the song. Come on, show me here. <laughs> oh, geez. It's going to take forever to load. Here we go. Uh, it is. Oh, it's because it was loading the search. Um, a cover of Deacon Blues. They call me Deacon Blues. Oh, you know? I like that song. They got a name for the winners in the world. Anyway, mm-hmm. covered by Duke, uh, Luke Duke himself, Tom Wopat. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew he sang, but I didn't know that. I didn't he know that. Covered was a... Steely Dan. Wow. Uh, anyway, so I found an album called Steely Dance. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, this is just going to be horrendous, like dance versions of Steely Dan songs. No, it is really, it's it's way way better than it sounds. It's like this is stupid good. Yeah, it's weird how that turns out sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes people with their lesser careers impress us. You know. Yeah, totally. Good job, totally, Luke Duke. Yeah. It's Bo Duke who's no, no, trouble I, now. It, he didn't do the album Steely Dance. That's a band called Steely Dance, and they just do dance covers of Steely Dance. That's what I'm saying is stupid good. Oh. The Tom Wopat thing is oh, pretty oh, good. It's, it's, okay. Not, it's okay. It's not the version It's not the version of Deacon Blues that I'm going to play on the show. I found a much better version that I'm going to play on the show. Nice. Check it out. 1 p.m. today, everybody. Yeah. Music. Get some music on today. You know, Don't have your yeah. whole day just filled with a, whatever nonsense. Music. And yeah. that, that, of course, depends. Time-wise, it should start right at 1. I don't think I'm going to be at the doctor's office for two hours. but No. Um, Unless they make you wait. Start at one. You start screaming, my wallet's gone! My wallet's gone! <laughs> just saw it's that. a callback to a previous story. Just saw that last night. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, here's, a, here's a story to kick us off. An entire grocery store has nothing but plastic products. It kind of reminded me of that Area 52 thing. Or Area oh, 51. yeah, the Area 15, uh, the Meow Wolf. Uh, 15. Why do I keep saying yeah. 52 and then 51? I yeah, I don't know. Area 51's <laughs> in World of Warcraft. Area right. 52 is the act. No, it's the other way around. And the Area- other way around. Area 52 is in World of Warcraft. Area 51 is supposedly where the spaceships are being held. My wife brought me a beverage. Thanks, son. Ooh, nice. You're awesome. Area, Area 15 and Omega Mart specifically. Yes. The part of uh, Meow Wolf. And which was awesome. Um, you did not oversell that. That ended up being as cool as you said it was. That was yeah. awesome. And the one in Denver, when I when people ask me, oh, is there anything in Denver I should check out? One of the first things I say now is the Meow Wolf here in Denver because it's it's awesome as well. Is it a permanent installation as well? There? It is. Oh, yeah. nice. I thought it was a traveling thing, but maybe there's a version that nope. travels? No? Not, nope. Oh, that's too bad. I was hoping it would end up here. Yeah, they might still. I mean, su- surprisingly, they're building two in Texas right now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas, including everything's Meow bigger Wolf. in Texas. And so maybe eventually they'll they'll put one in uh, Salt Lake. I hope so. Uh, so check this out. This is an entire grocery store that has thousands of fake food items made entirely oh, from discarded okay. plastic bags. So this is all recycled plastic. Which is gotcha. the entire idea. It's not like here's a bunch of new stuff with new plastic. That's those things like, oh, it's like plastic wear and plastic floor mats and things like that. No, not not even. It's like non-edible stuff that just looks like yeah. products, like meat and eggs and cakes. A plastic and, watermelon or whatever. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, as a, gotcha. as a kid, there's a part of me and part of my life where this would have been the ultimate destination. Sure. I loved fake food for a long time as a kid. <laughs> I was really this, into it. This so looks like Omega Mart. Holy cow. I know. This I might feel, as well just be Omega Mart. I feel like all it's missing is like the weird cavernous, like, oh, this freezer goes somewhere else or or whatever. Right. Um, but right. all, beyond the, that, very the cereal called doesn't contain spiders or something like that. Yeah. Yes. But like, look at this lady. Those are those God, are plastic this flowers. Garlic. I know, right? The garlic looks amazing. And it's like, oh, it is just wadded up grocery bags, yeah. but it just looks like garlic. 
I really act, look. Even their Gatorade are just wadded up grocery bags and Gatorade bottles. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're fake names. Are they all fake names? Um, uh, or are they looks, real? Yeah, because it's Bagerade. Bagerade. Oh, Bagerade. You're right. So the it's ba- it's, yeah. it's very in that vibe of of the of that art installation. Yes. yes. I just think. Like I mean, even now this is interesting to me. But as a kid, I'd have lost my mind. And this and this uh, view that we're seeing with a cake table in front, and then you know two shelves, and then the produce. I'm I'm because of the work that went into this. I'm guessing that is you're seeing all of it. This right might be it. that shot. Yeah, this yeah. might be it. Plus, would you really? I mean, you're not going to rent like a, a an Albertson size place. No, no, and fill it with no. This is. Uh, this this put, took a lot of work to put together, so that the fact that they did that much is very impressive. Yeah, I kind of love it. Um, all right, so there's that. Hey, check this out. A traveler's emotional support snake <laughs> uh, <laughs> got found by a TSA x-ray in the Florida airport, and it, looks, it just looks like somebody wadded up a big poo in their bag. Let me show you this picture. <laughs> it would freak me out if I was one of those uh, people. And also I have Ah, a complaint, which I'll get to in a second, about TSA. I know there's a lot to say about TSA, but I have a very specific complaint. But there it is. Look at that snake in there just hanging out. Oh, there it is right there on the bottom right. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to say because these shoes look weird, right? Yeah. It looks like like they've got three belts in there. Yeah. Because you see all those like buckles and then kind of a a faint line connecting them. Yeah, that's weird. And then maybe a laptop on the left. Yeah, I think that's a laptop or it could be a tablet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a laptop. I think. Oh, it definitely is because that's a trackpad in the middle and two speakers on the side. Oh, yep, sure is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Um, there's definitely a buckle on the bottom right, and then there's a different looking belt on the on the left side. So it's like maybe even a third belt with triangles on it. Like they're trying to say, I'll just put a bunch of belts in the bag, and they'll think the snake is one of them belts. Yeah, they ain't gonna have problem. That'll be fine. Yeah. Just don't move, yeah. Cletus. Don't move the entire flight, Cletus. And isn't the point of an emotional support animal the fact that it's with you and not not shoved in checked baggage? No, that's a good point. Or even in your overhead bin, that's or weird. Carry on, yeah, yeah, exactly. Up there, getting banged around. Poor snake. I don't think this is good for the snake. But anyway, the TSA uh, says Bartholomew, this dude, uh, or no, the snake. Sorry, the boa constrictor. That's the name of the snake. Was, was hanging out in a traveler's carry-on bag on the uh, in the airport last month and was spotted by a TSA security X-ray. The traveler told uh, the officials that Bartholomew was her emotional support snake. The airline, however, declined letting the snake on board. Uh, in 2020, the TSA ruled airlines could treat emotional support animals as regular pets, not service pets, which meant their presence on a plane would be subject to the same rules and fees as regular pets. I didn't know that changed, but it did. Yeah. Uh, last year, a number of pets have been spotted by TSA x-ray machines, including a dog and a cat. Well, duh. Oh, wait, in the bag? Don't put your dog or cat in the bag? No. Oh, my God. It's worse. I mean, at least a snake... You know, it doesn't need a whole lot of of room to stretch its legs. No, right. no, no room needed to stretch its legs. Right. But Plus, their air needs a dog are different. Or cat getting all cramped in one of those things, yeah. and no. for two three hour flight, hell no. My dog would panic and poo. That's what. Oh, that would. yeah. Yeah. Then TSA has got a whole other problem to do with. Owner deserves to have a bag full of poo if they do that. Bastards. Um, I was going to say one more thing about this, and I forgot what it was. Oh, did I tell you that uh, totally by accident? Um. This has happened twice now, but when I went on my trip to the cruise, I totally forgot to mention this. I didn't know that my carry-on bag, which I'd used a couple of weeks prior to do some stuff up in the canyon, had a retractable blade in it, like a knife. Oh, no, like a carpet knife kind of thing? Yeah, and it, well, no, it was more like a full-on, like, lock blade, like a pull it out. 
And I had it yeah. in there just for having it and forgot to take it out. I would I would always take it out before I fly. Of course, someone's yeah. going to catch it. Yeah. Nobody caught it on both directions. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. TSA, what are you doing? I'm so, when did you discover it? Like after you got back or? No, uh, when I got to the ship. Got, I got to the ship and geez. went, oh, my gosh, it's here. But then I thought, well, if I got out of here or if I got here, maybe I can get back with it. And the, what's the worst <laughs> case? They'll confiscate it. Yeah. It wasn't going to kill me to do that. So I did oh, that. Yeah. And sure enough, they just let it go. I would I would probably just say, hey, can I get a, a padded envelope and a, a stamp? I'll just mail it back to myself when we get oh, back. You to know what? Mailing. That's what I should have done. They even had a mail service on the boat. I could have done that. Yeah. I yeah, didn't think about it at all. I just felt like a criminal, like though. I was like, what did I get away with by accident? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Don't worry, TSA. I didn't use it at all. It just sat in my bag. I uh, used it to cut pizza. Here was my complaint. TSA complaint. So... It's not fun doing that no matter what. The shoe thing is over overwrought. Like, we should stop doing that stupid shoe thing. Yeah, it's just like yeah. so many dumb things about it. Here's my biggest thing, though. It's, you're okay, let's say you've got like a 5 a.m. flight. You're already stressed. You're probably already running a little late. At the very least, you're tired. This is all a hassle. There's a huge line. It's kind of nightmarish. Maybe you don't even like flying. So this is like, ugh, I just, you know, I just don't need any extra stress. Here's what's stressful. Take all your shoes off and put them in the thing. Make sure your clothes are all prepared. Don't have any belts on. Hurry right. up, people. Bah, 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 bah. That kind of like that thing they do. Why is that allowed? Can't they say? I don't know what they should say. Gra- uh, uh, just don't it's yell so it. The issue you have is the way they like the way it's almost like a. Uh, like a dictator standing on top of a soapbox going, Hi, does he can find a shoe in the need Yeah, like that's exactly. It's like I'm, you're saying if they just said, Hey, please take make sure your shoes are off, da da da. Yeah. I think it's because there are too many people who get all the way up to the conveyor belt and haven't prepared anything and they just hold up the entire line because that's when they decide they're going to start moving their phone to their, their carry on bag and all that stuff. I think you're right. I think that's, yeah. I mean, they probably have to. Like, I don't know yeah. enough about the job to say, but I do know this. If you're going to go that hard, yeah. get you know how machine learning can take a dead person's voice and make it seem like it's new again? Yeah. Get Lee Ermey uh, <laughs> and just broadcast him going, you know, listen, maggots, yeah. freaking, and then we, we'll all do I it. I didn't realize they stack shit that high. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, stack stack your shoes in your box uh, like shit is high, he'll say. I and, don't know. And, uh, you know, the people I'm telling this to already do it, I'm sure. But, you know, if you travel more than two or three times a year, just pay the 80 bucks, five years, TSA pre-check, leave your shoes on, keep your belt on, all that stuff. They'll give you eight. I didn't know they gave you five years. That's pretty good. Five years for 80 bucks. 100% worth it. Like, I fly enough to make that the, worth the it. the greatest flying deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I should do that. I don't know why I don't. I should just do so that. you sit there as a TSA pre-check guy and just kind of look at the people all taking their shoes off and their belt and all that stuff. And it's like, ah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'll put my hands up. Okay, sure, walk yeah. through, sure, good. I'm a little surprised it's not more. You know, don't give them ideas, Scott. I, I know I don't want to either. <laughs> don't tell them they get try. I think eighty bucks is just about right. Maybe a little too high. But a little too high. I'll still pay if it's eighty bucks. Bastards. All right, we are going to uh, we're going to call the news there. Hey, uh, good news, everybody! If you're like starving for content, we mentioned Coverville today at one. Core at five p.m. tonight. Ooh, core! Yeah, woo! We're planning on some coverage of that Microsoft Bethesda event next week, and um, a couple other little things. So there's a lot going on with Core. Uh, you guys should check that out tonight, five p.m. live, and then Film Sack this weekend. 
We're watching Daredevil, the yeah. 2003. Do I have the year right? I think I do. Uh, you you know better than I do. <laughs> I do. Dare. I can see. I'm just test my my skill here um, okay. with my years because I'm usually pretty good at this. Let's see. Daredevil. Oh, usually spot on. 2003. Woo! There you go. Nicely done. Not bad. Uh, anyway, that's the movie, and we're covering that, and I'm excited about that because that movie sucks, and uh, man, it's not as it's not as bad as everyone remembers. It's, it's okay. not as bad as uh, a few of those X-Men movies that came out in mm-hmm. the later part of that deal. And uh, yeah, could yeah. be worse. Could be a lot yeah. worse. It's okay. Could be a lot worse. Yeah, it could be. It could be uh, Electra bad. Oh God, yeah, right, really exactly. Yes, horrible, bad. Anyway, Daredevil. That's this weekend on FilmSack, FilmSack.com for details. In the meantime, please support us over here uh, on our Patreon. Please, Patreon.com/slash/TMS. Try our product. It's Patreon.com/slash/TMS, where you, the fine listener, can avoid commercials, uh, get pre-show content every day, including today, couch parties on the weekend, and more. Speaking of which, we're going to do uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp this weekend. Yes, preparation for Quantum Mania. Indeed, I should have all of your weird timeline ones covered because I've got. I, I watched uh, the Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, this one saw Loki. Okay. I think those yep. are all your lead-ups, right? Um, yeah, maybe it wouldn't hurt to watch Captain Marvel the following couch party. Oh, we could do that. That'd be fun. I still haven't watched that, so that'd be good. I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously she'll be, she'll be more important for Marvels than for, um, uh, for the next Avengers movie and the Kang dynasty and all that stuff. Oh, Kang is so cool. Kang is cool. Man, that guy who's playing Kang, what's his name? Jonathan Uh, Majors. Jonathan Majors? Majors. Yeah. Majors. What a stud. No kidding, right? I look at like him that, and I go, uh, you know, if I had to be gay, I could do it for that guy. I could make it happen. <laughs> I think so, too. Thanks, yeah. Kim. Oh, look at this. Yeah. I just got some bacon and some look at that. Uh, avocado, avocado toast. Avocado toast with tomatoes on it. Yeah, look at she's that. trying to make me eat better. So, Yeah, people, if you saw Lovecraft Country, that was, for me, the breakout Jonathan Majors uh, thing. Oh hell yeah! He was in he was in a few things before that, but that was like oh yeah, and the harder they fall, I still need to watch that. No, that's but, so uh, good, dude. Oh, he's he's <laughs> got a he's got his moment coming because obviously the Kang stuff, which we're going to see him in in Quantum Mania, the the next two Avengers films in the multiverse saga, but also he's the uh, big bad in Creed three coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in something else this year called Magazine Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um. He's uh yeah, he's 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 got it going on, Jonathan. He's in Majors. Defy Bloods, which I meant to watch and haven't yet. Oh right, Defy Bloods. Yeah. And he's in what's that other one I always wanted to see? Oh the last black man in San Francisco is supposed to be good, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Plays Montgomery. Montgomery. Anyway, uh there you go. There's our love for uh that guy. Let's move out of here and have a song. Why don't you play one for me? What do you got there? I will play one. This one is a request. This one's going out to Jessica S. She says, uh, hi Scott and Brian. I've grown up listening to all the great guitarist guitarists. My mom raised me in the quote school of rock. My favorite of all time is Jeff Beck. My mom and I have had many great moments listening to his music, and she has been able to see him numerous times. With his sudden passing, my mom and I are heartbroken. Could you please play his cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow or any of his covers? Love the show, guys. Keep on rocking. Signed, Jessica S. It was sudden, wasn't it? 
It was sudden. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, what a great, what a legend. And, uh, if you ever go back to his, uh, rock and roll hall of fame, when the, when the Yardbirds got inducted into the hall of fame, um, he was a member of the Yardbirds for a short time. He got up there and, uh, uh, got to the microphone and said, yeah, people uh, told me that I should be proud today. And I say, why? Those guys kicked me out of the band. So F them. And then he walks <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> oh, man. Say what you want to uh, say, I guess. Wow. So I played Somewhere Over the Rainbow as part of the, the last week's Coverville, which was a Jeff Beck tribute. So if you love Jeff Beck, please go back and listen to that episode as well. So I decided I'd play something that also gives me a chance to drop a little more musical trivia on you. Um, Stevie Wonder wrote the song Superstition with the intent. Uh, she wrote it for, or she, he wrote it for Jeff Beck mm. and uh, um, intended for his version to be released. And then Stevie was going to do a cover of it. Uh, they both recorded their versions. Stevie Wonder's label said, oh, this is great. We're going to make this the lead song on his next album and put it out on his next album before Jeff Beck's version come out. So this was a case where the intended cover became the original and the original became the cover. Mm. So I'm going to play for you what was going to be the original version of Superstition. This is by Beck, Boger, and Appus from 1978, or I'm sorry, 1973. Here is Superstition. We'll see you guys on Monday.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I have a good excuse. I'm part gay. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.